is happening out there, everybody? Welcome to American West History and Lore. I am your host, Paul Workman, and on this episode, well, I thought I'd do something a little different, being as it is Halloween time. Why not do a few scarier tales concerning the American West? Uh, these are just a few that I've kind of researched a little bit and, uh, and put together for you guys uh, in the spirit of the Halloween season. So I really hope you guys enjoy them. They're not they're not too scary. Nothing that you need to turn off for your kids, I wouldn't think. But uh, but you're the parent. You're you make that judgment call. But yeah, without further ado, let's just get into it. All right, this first tale is entitled Ghosts of Sand Creek. On November 29th of 1864, Cheyenne and Arapaho Native Americans awoke to the sight of approximately 700 men of the 3rd Colorado Regiment racing toward their camp at Sand Creek, where inevitably most of those Native Americans would lose their lives. Uh, Prior to the attack, the territorial governor at the time, John Evans, made it clear for all Colorado citizens to dispose of all hostile Indians on the plains. A meeting which took place before the attack of Sand Creek, which included several Indian chiefs along with John Evans and Colonel John Shivington, the military commander of the territorial militia, concluded with the native chiefs wanting to find locations where they would not be considered hostile and where they could find refuge and be placed under the protection of the military. The Cheyenne and Arapaho Indians were told to travel to Fort Lyon, where they would find protection. Unfortunately, when they arrived, they were told there was no more room at the fort and were instructed to travel 40 miles northeast of the fort, where they would still be considered under the protection of the military. On that morning in, on that morning in November, many Native Americans began to panic and ran away from an approaching regiment. Black Kettle, a Cheyenne chief, stood in front of his lodge and an American flag telling his people not to fear, that they were safe. Black Kettle was wrong. The regiment massacred the Native Americans, killing their men, women, and children. Witnesses claim that some men of the regiment went as far as to carve the genitals from the women's bodies and stretch them across their saddle horns. Barbaric was this incident, and it no doubt left an imprint on those who were involved with it. Perhaps it even made an imprint on the land itself. Perhaps the spirits of those who passed on that day still live in the area. A report given by a buffalo hunter almost one year after the incident is one that is unexplainable. The hunter claimed to have seen a group of Cheyenne natives camped by the shores of Sand Creek. When he sent his scout to speak to the natives, no one was there when he arrived. The scout claimed that though he saw nothing there, he felt that something very wrong had gone on in the area. Eleven months later, the hunter saw a similar scene in the same area again, but this time he also heard chanting. Another account, which happened in 1911, was from a woman who claimed to have heard crying. She searched the area for hours with no luck of finding the source of the mysterious cries. Was this incident horrific enough to leave an imprint so clear people for years after would be able to view and hear its events. Perhaps it's not a case of residual energy, and it is just the spirits from that November day not able to leave the place of their unfair defeat. 
This next tale is about the Haunted Bullock Hotel in Deadwood, South Dakota. The small town of Deadwood, South Dakota is an interesting one, to say the least, serving residents who have now become popular because of HBO's television series, Deadwood, such as Seth Bullock, Calamity Jane, Wild Bill Hickok, and Al Swearingen, who, quote, enticed women from the States with the lure of respectable employment. After they arrived, they were stranded, scared, and helpless, and many did not speak in English. The alternative was the street, and for a woman in all-male lawless Deadwood, that meant no alternative at all. And that was a quote from John Edward Ames' The Real Deadwood Book. Though its colorful and interesting history still jumps out at us almost 140 years later, it almost seems sometimes that the people who lived at Deadwood in the 1870s still reside in the town today. Hauntings seem to occur anywhere and everywhere, and Deadwood is not to be excluded. One hot spot for hauntings is that of the Bullock Hotel. One, one witness wrote about the hotel that, quote, My wife and I spent several nights in the Bullock Hotel. It was our first getaway weekend after our youngest daughter was born. We looked forward to a good night's sleep. However, the next morning we awoke and asked each other how we slept. We were both woken several times during the night by babies crying and children running through the halls. On the way out of the elevators, we were asked by the clerk how we were and we complained about the noise. She looked at us dumbfoundedly and informed us that there was no one on our floor that night and none of our guests had children with them. Walking through the halls is spooky enough. There seems like some sort of weight on your chest and the hair stands up on the back of my neck and arms, end quote. Seth Bullock, whom the hotel is named for, passed away from cancer in the hotel in room 211. Since his death in 1919, Guests and employees of the hotel have claimed to have seen his apparition. According to witnesses who have seen him, they claim that when staffers are being lazy at the hotel, his presence becomes known even more. It has also been said that his spirit even helped a little boy find his way back to his room. If it is indeed Bullock's spirit, he is responsible for many other acts from beyond. Again, when employees are not doing the work they are supposed to be doing, Plates and glasses shake and fly across the restaurant. Staff members often hear a disembodied male voice and witness barstools moving in Seth's cellar by unseen forces. A broken clock in room 305 is known to chime at random times when maids are cleaning it and cleaning carts have been moved by themselves. One maid was even sprayed by a shower that turned on by itself while she was cleaning it. There have been many documented hauntings which have occurred at the Bullock Hotel in Deadwood, South Dakota, and they still continue to happen. Perhaps Seth, even in the afterlife, is still a stickler for a well-run business as he was in life. Thank you guys for tuning in to this bonus episode of American West History and Lore. I hope you enjoyed these two scary tales and... Uh, it was, it was fun to do this bonus episode, and I hope to do more stuff like this. But stay tuned in the next couple days. Uh, the new, new episode of American West History and Lore should be out. Uh, till then, go check out some of the back catalog if you haven't listened to all of it. Be sure to check our website at mysteryandhistory.blogspot.com. Uh, feel free to send your suggestions or comments, questions to thepkworkman at gmail.com. We'll catch you guys next time.